Ah, that's it. That's there a nice go. man. That's a manly clap. Well, you know, when is, two parts that, of my body touch together. It's a manaclism. <laughs> I constantly have to walk with my hands stretched out with a straddled gait. I kind of yeah. I was gonna say, what about your thighs? They never I don't know, touch. Some, sometimes when I'm running on the treadmill, they rub together. <laughs> Women just pass out around me. It's shameful. <laughs> Sexually. Word. Oh, man. So this is Fast Karate for the Gentleman for the date of tomorrow, April 2nd. Coming at you like we normally do on this, our final episode. Shocker. Yeah, we didn't want to tell anybody too early because we didn't want to break anybody's heart. But, um, you know, things have been piling up. Stresses at work. The distance is an issue. Yeah, I mean, um, the, the the schedule of a bi-weekly podcaster may seem fairly light, but uh, I don't know. It's a lot of stuff to do. It, it's actually anime. shockingly more than the half an hour of effort, you would think. <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah. But yeah, I, I want to uh, – I feel like – I don't have a lot of free time right now with my crappy hours and whatnot, so I feel like I want to focus my efforts primarily on the WoW blog I'm writing now in the hopes of furthering my uh, my freelance journalism skills. Yeah. So, really, the WoW blog? I mean, I'm down with the freelance journalism, but the WoW blog? That's how you break into the field. By writing a WoW blog? There are well blogs that pay people, Joel. That's like trying to make it onto the like, I don't know. It's like trying to impress an astronomer by generating stars. There's like a billion of them. Joel, I don't come to your place of work and impugn your profession, tutoring cancer patients. <laughs> I don't come over there when you're. Tutoring, tutoring the little bald leukemia kids and give you shit about it, okay? Uh, those so this is what I'm going to do with my life, and you better deal with it. Tutoring those dying little retards is the only thing that gives me joy, Dave. I do Retard- it because I love it. Mental retardation and cancer are two very different things. Well, if they, I mean, come on. How smart could they be if they have cancer? Yeah, they're t- if they were dumb enough to get cancer. I mean, really. <laughs> they and if you actually smart. have cancer, I'm very sorry. That was the right. poor taste. So, for now, Fast Karate is going to be on indefinite hiatus, but we decided we would end it almost as if we, as, almost as we started, um, that being with Fist of the North Star. Yeah, I know a lot of you were thinking, hey, you guys, what, Grappler Baki? You thought we were going to review the rest of Grappler Baki. But, I was uh, thinking about that on the trade today. I was like, if only we had the entirety of grappler baki available to us what are you crazy i'm so happy i don't have the entirety of grappler baki available it's to me. true if the four episodes we watched caused us that much pain then the 22 <laughs> episodes we didn't i mean we're talking about first four episodes you got braingasm you got monkey wrestling you got guy with a do- six of dynamite that looks like hot dogs you got eating a whole bear dave you know what i just thought about in the spirit of Shut Up and Jam, someone needs to do a Charles Barkley, Grappler Baki mashup called Grappler Barkley. <laughs> Joel, I mean, just, just powerful as Charles Barkley is, he couldn't stop the cord cutter. <laughs> Charles, 
Charles Barkley could totally stop the cord cutter. Unless you know. With his mad trash-talking skills. It's long been rumored that black people have an extra muscle in their legs. And that's what allows them to jump so high. Well, it's they have more, uh, what is it, the made-up word is like twitch muscle tissue. What, what I'm saying is that the cord cutter might try and cut his cord, not realizing that he had another cord to cut. Oh, yeah, they've got like double sets of muscles. Yeah. And I mean, the cord cutter was only working with Japanese people. So maybe it's like, well, you know, in the, the hierarchy of, you know, physical aptitude goes Japanese person, panda. Everybody else. <laughs> white person. Pandas are pretty black tough. Person. I don't think. That's what they got in there. I, I mean, don't think you would rank panda. Thumb, if if that's the panda true. only had an opposable thumb, Dave, I mean, they would dominate the NBA. <laughs> I just, I. I know I've said this on the podcast, and I'm sure I've said it relatively early on in the podcast, but there was a time in my life where I thought I had pandas confused with koala bears, so I thought pandas were very small, (laughs) but they are, in fact, not very small. Yeah, the the real problem is that they've got no handle. They can't keep the ball in the open court, and they're they're easily distracted by bamboo shoots as the, you know... That seems like some dirty pool, <laughs> provided the stadium is not built in a bamboo forest. It doesn't seem likely that bamboo would be around, know, and Dave. then they could unlock their ultimate potential, that being mauling the other team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, anyway. the, the other team would have to use their ultimate technique, which is outweight the panda until they make themselves extinct due to their poor diet and poor choice of climate. And also their inability to get it on. Well, that's it's all the same I mean, their thing. Their inability, I, their lack of interest. What about I, the I know I've pandas? S- I know I've said this on the podcast too, but when we were watching that Planet Earth thing, uh, it it tells you that pandas cannot have twins because they do not produce enough milk to feed two children. So if like if a panda has more than one child, one just dies. Like in, the life of even one child is in question. So two is right out. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> uh, but that has uh, little or nothing to do with Fist of the North Star. Or should I uh, say le- Shin, Fist of the North Star? Well, that's only because all the pandas were wiped out in the terrible nuclear apocalypse. Bamboo doesn't grow in the desert. <laughs> Very few things grow in the desert, in fact, especially in the irradiated post-apocalyptic desert. Apparently, the only thing that grows in the desert are uh, karate masters and busted-up jeeps. <laughs> busted-up, poorly rendered CG jeeps, in fact. Yeah, that's true. CG technology, <laughs> an un- unrecognized victim of the nuclear apocalypse. Also, may I say... That I have not seen all of the Fist of the North Star TV show, but I've seen a good amount of it. Probably like third half of it, over 50 episodes. There's a lot of Fist of the North Star to watch. Much more than a shallow, weak man like myself could watch. But in the time that I watched those episodes, I don't believe I ever saw Ken Shiro driving a Jeep. He walked everywhere. Or he was driven by other people. That's true. The little kid with the buggy. At least in the yeah, in the Fist of the North Star movie, not once does he touch a steering wheel. He's above that. He doesn't even handle money. Yeah, he doesn't need to. Yeah. Also, another issue. 
in uh in the old fist in the new ones anyway Kenshiro is not as taciturn as he is in the TV show. I mean, he's kind of chatty in the TV show, but not really. And in this one, he's just like, yakking away, yakety yak, yak. Yeah. So, like, oh my God, shut up, Kenshiro. The only also, things I want to hear out of your mouth are, you're already dead. Or, or, have we commented on how girly his, like, manly attack is? <laughs> say it to his face, Joel. Say that to his face. I probably would. I to say. At least I would right before my, you know, head exploded. And then he would Speak- realize, even after exploding my head, that then he couldn't make me take back those words. Yeah. He's like, and oh, I, I should have hit winner. that pressure point. <laughs> the pressure point. That the rescind on your previous comments <laughs> pressure <Yeah>. points. <laughs> Well, that's—I mean—that's one of the interesting things that's different about um, the Shin Hokuto no Ken and uh, or the Hokuto no Shin Ken. I can't remember how they where they put Shin in. Is that is it Hokuto it, no Shin Ken? No, it's it's Shin Hokuto no Ken. All right. Uh, like he seemed to be able to do a lot more special stuff in the TV show. Like you can look up a YouTube clip where he hits a guy in a pressure point um, after having like chopped off his hands. It makes him walk backwards off a cliff. <laughs> That's exactly the one I was thinking of, too. Like, but, I mean, there are ones that it's like the think about what you've done pressure point <laughs> where the little, I love it because a little clock, like a shot clock in a basketball game pops up with seven seconds on it. And that's how much time the guy has to think about what he's done before he dies. It's exactly the same as the other head explosion point thing, but it lasts a little longer. <laughs> well, I mean, I wonder how much of that is, you know, the I mean, the think about what you've done pressure point. Is that even a pressure point or is that just the power of suggestion? I yeah. mean, if some dude just poked you in the head and you started to feel your brains bubble out of your skull, you might just think about what you had done to arrive at this point. I don't think I would yeah. need like a pressure point to say, "Oh man, now I remember all those terrible things I did." I think like, how could I have avoided having my head exploded? Let's uh, let's well, stew on that. Not letting him jam his thumbs into your temples might have been a good start. <laughs> oh man, but let's get down to the nitty gritty of this specific episode. Where did Which we is, leave Kinshiro last? Well, this is the second episode of the new Fist of the North Star which we've already podcasted about the first and the third. And watching this episode, you kind of realize why we didn't talk about this one. And that is the head explosion or perhaps the intestines exposed to fresh air content is very, very low. Yeah. As compared to the other ones. Graziella was moderately interested in the the next episode as we watched it, so we put it on. And there is a scene where... Like 15 guys get cut in ways that expose all their innards to the air. Well, I mean, they, I mean, even in this one, nobody new gets exploded. They just do a flashback of, uh, what was that guy's name? Sasha. I can't remember. <laughs> He's, what is, I can't even remember his name. Why can't I remember? Yeah, it? it's, it's Sarga or something like that. I should remember. I watched it literally minutes ago. <laughs> Like, um, less than 10 minutes ago. Before we started this podcast, I was watching the third episode. 
But whatever. Anyway, uh, yeah, they just flash back to him getting sort of exploded as he flies out over a town's fresh <laughs> water like, supply. Yeah, the under- as the we've often lake. referenced in this show. It's like that. That water ain't so fresh no more. People are still <laughs> drinking it. <laughs> what they don't know can't hurt them. If you exploded my intestines over water, you'd be getting some yeah. poop. Yeah. Because, I mean, you exploded my intestines. That's We've often is. mentioned it, but it's not just his intestines. Kenshiro reserves a special sort of explosion for him, and it's the kind that blows up everything above your waist. <laughs> What's it? My favorite part of this episode is that um, it would, it's Sanga. That was the guy's name. Yeah, you got uh, it. Wait, is, is Sanga him or his son? No, Seiji is the son. All right, so Seiji, who is Sanga's, you know, sort of abused son, and like Sanga took child abuse to a whole new level. You've thrown your kids down the stairs, try kicking a log bridge over down into a ravine while your kid <laughs> <Yeah>. is on it. <laughs> it's like how did you how did you get that burn? Oh, a log bridge fell out from under me and I fell into a ravine. <laughs> yeah. I'll you wonder that. what child welfare is like <laughs> in the post-apocalyptic future. Yeah, you think DHS is bad now. But what could they really do to help? They're like, we can protect you from him. We'll put you in a safe place. He is going to explode your bodies. That's what he does. He That's just threw a candlestick through that kid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Does, the Sangha does do something like that, doesn't he? I, yeah. I, I forgot everything uh, he, about the first episode. To his credit, he was aiming for Ken, but <laughs> he was a little off. But yeah, so um Seiji has is Sangha's uh, you know, disgruntled child who's arriving in Lastland to take hold of everything his father owned, only to arrive after Kenshiro has, you know, blown up his dad's body. And they're in the underwater lake with, you know, girl captive and there's just this box there and it is not a body sized box it literally <laughs> looks like they scooped sanga up with like a a pool cleaner like a pool skimmer and then dropped him into a cardboard box <laughs> i think there's a couple things that need to be said to give our listeners um reference that being so in the post-apocalyptic future, as you know, there's one of these lone city-state settlements. Um, this the guy, corrupt king Sangha, used this child to convince people that Bista, yeah, Bista is this child that he convinced people was a god and was providing water when in fact it was coming from this underground lake but he used that to hold the people in thrall and then Kenshiro rolled up and it was like uh-uh buddy this is sort of what I do and then he just popped his entire body open like an overripe fruit and then so in the second episode Seiji as we've mentioned who is voiced by the inimitable Gact uh, yeah comes in to claim his father's throne and gets a pretty severe case of blue balls when he finds out he's already been slain. <laughs> Though I guess that does make the job easier for him in the short term, at least when until Kenshiro comes back from the last bastion of the Shaolin monks out in the mountains. The fist of Hokumon. Pokemon? Pokemon? The fist of Pokemon? Yeah, I feel like there were like maybe uh, part of Kenshiro's destiny was to go collect all of the offshoots of the Hokuto no Ken. 
Joe, while that is while that is technically true, his destiny was not so much to collect as to murder. <laughs> well, he didn't kill any of the Pokemon guys. Oh, but he. Well, he he's killed only the concerned first three. with the top dogs. <laughs> That's essentially what the conversation in the third episode is like when he comes back to see Seiji. He's like, sort of what I do. It is the job of the heir of the Hokuto no Ken to mess all you other fakers up. <laughs> Except if you have some sort of pseudo-divine purpose to protect a storage of nuclear weapons. Well, I think that the, the, part of it, I mean, the story in the original TV series uh, was that, you know, occasionally, well, you know, the Hokuto no Ken was sort of famous and they would always it's kind of like a Jesus syndrome people would show up claiming to be Jesus um only in uh Fist of the North Star it would be like Jesus then showed up and beat the crap out of them <laughs> it's like you're not Jesus I'm Jesus oh yeah prove it and instead of like you know turning five loaves of bread into enough food to feed 5000 he just blows up your head <laughs> Which makes for some pretty good spectacle, at the very least. So this story is Bista, the child god, having been wounded by the candelabra thrown through his body, now needs the anti-candelabra wound medicine that can only be found in the mountains. (laughs) But you're not allowed to go into the mountains, because these creepy monks kill everybody that does. And nobody really knows why they're just true monsters. to the Shaolin precepts. But so, uh, I mean, my favorite thing about when uh, Kenshiro shows up is that he kills. I mean, he kills those three monks, right? I'm not just imagining that. No, no, he doesn't. They're he okay. doesn't. He knocks. He knocks the two of them out, and then he gets into a battle with the third, who's like the captain of the monks or something. No, but the, there's like two waves of monks. He runs into some guys in blue robes, and then he fights the guys in red robes. And I'm pretty sure the guys in blue robes did not make it. All right. I, mean, I don't recall exactly, but I was spending the majority of my time assembling a bed. <laughs> so <laughs> I could be wrong. <laughs> I mean, Seiji killed some uh, some monks. Yeah, he did. But those aren't the ones you're thinking about. No. All right. Well, I can but buy regardless. that. Regardless. It doesn't really seem like Kenshiro's style. I don't know. You mean not killing indiscriminately? He totally kills people that front on him all the time. (laughs) Yeah. I I mean, mean, fronting on him is his reason for killing you. If you claim (laughs) to be the Hokuto, if you claim to be the heir of Hokuto, your ass is dead. But to be fair, usually the people that claim to be the heir have also slain a few villagers in the process. That's true. Sometimes they bury them up to their head in the sand. That's a very common practice among brigands in the post-apocalyptic future. Yeah, that's got to blow. Often they force their friend to kill their other friend who is buried in the sand. Sometimes the friend won't. He is killed. Yeah. But what can you really do in a situation like that? You're not getting out of it. You just say, man, I really, this would be really convenient if Kenshiro just happened to wander by and catch an arrow from somebody's hand crossbow. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, okay, so the warrior monks uh, 
who were trying to kill Kenshiro were trying to kill him because nobody can enter the mountain pass uh, because it holds nuclear weapons. Spoilers. I actually kind of like that plot. I think there's something just kind of cool and mystical about it. It's like they're yeah. the last protectors of this thing, this forbidden technology that it brought about the ruin of the world once, so they're committed to uh, to concealing it from the rest of the world, even if it means killing those who stumble upon it. Yeah, I mean, it, it, is, it was... I mean, as far as, like, the plot of Fist of the North Star goes, this one was definitely significantly um, deeper. And, I mean, it's not even like it has to be that deep to go deeper than most Fist of the North Star plots. Uh, but, yeah, th- I, this one had a lot more to say. Which, it's good and it's bad. Because it's cool to see Fist of the North Star really stretch its wings and examine complicated topics like being named Toby in the post-apocalyptic world. <laughs> Which is like, it's a post-apocalypse, dude. Your birth certificate is gone. You can be whoever you want to be. Why are you sticking with Toby? <laughs> Your name is Toby? I'm Gorilla Slayer Cataclysm. <laughs> I, I just think it's... If Toby's a fine name for your average Joe working a nine-to-five, I mean, it still kind of sucks to be named Toby, but you're probably not going to be murdered by brigands for the name. What are you talking about? You might as well paint a sign on your back that says, Murder Me Brigand. <laughs> well, in the post-apocalypse, yes. I don't, do you really think it's that much of a problem in civilized society? Maybe. Maybe it should be. It could be. I don't have a lot of problem with people riding by on battered jeeps firing crossbow bolts. But then I'm not named Toby. Toby. (laughs) So you're lucky, Dave. You're lucky. Uh, Remind me not to show you my birth certificate ever. (laughs) Uh, All secrets are revealed. (laughs) Or remind me to pray that uh, the post-apocalypse happens so it can never be revealed. This dirty truth as I emerge from the wasteland as Kung Fu 7. <laughs> a delicious name. Karate 19. What's up with the numbers? I don't know. I just feel like they work well together. That's true. I want to be named 10,000 Deaths. <laughs> yeah? That's a, yeah, that's a good combination of number and noun. Yeah, I could see that. People wouldn't want to mess with you. Because I wouldn't want to mess with a guy that was named Ten Deaths. He's already shown that he has a pretty advanced repertoire. <laughs> they could only hope that you would be paralyzed by the indecision of which death you would use on them. Yeah, exactly. It's like Man, when you got not... 10,000 of them, you, well, you there's not like enough about... three-by-five flashcards to keep them all. That must, that's probably the only difference between uh, like the heir of the Fist of the North Star and everybody else. Is he like memorized all of them? It's basically a vocabulary test, you know. Yeah. It's like, what do you do? <laughs> what do you do when um, you've got a ruler? Uh, he's prideful, uh, and he murdered a man to marry his wife. This is a tough one. Which is worse, the pride or the betrayal of the guys who you know who was married? 
<laughs> is this right. can, is this a multiple choice test? No, you can have I to get... come up with it. It's sort of like an essay. So you do you have to perform multiple fists like in combination. You yeah. never get to talk. You just poke a dummy over and over again. <laughs> I was gonna say, can it be a take home test? <laughs> You what percentage of my grade is this? <laughs> well, the like percentage is test. if you pass the test, you live. <laughs> the, yeah, it's a take. So I, I would say a hundred percent. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's a take home test, and you bring in your answer in the form of a exploded body in a trash bag. Yeah. The problem is that's very easy to fake. Depending on how many, I mean, say you have to go out there and explode 15, 20, 30 bodies. I mean, really, what's the difference? Who's going to know? Like, is somebody going to sift through all that and figure it out? Wait you don't a minute. think they would know, Dave? They developed a whole fist about blowing people up. I'm pretty sure they're familiar with what a blown up body would look like. Yeah, but I'm talking about in combination. <laughs> like, what if you just killed, like, you could blow up like two or three guys and then just blow up like a bunch of stray dogs. <laughs> in like that there are state, cow parts in here. It's all goo anyway. Well, I don't even, is it really all Silverback goo? Gorilla? You know they're endangered, right? <laughs> well, technically they're not endangered anymore <laughs> because I killed all of them. Well, I mean, there was enough of, even though it looked like Seiji's entire body was gone, there was enough of it left for, or I mean, even though it looked like Sangha's entire body was gone, there was enough for uh, Sanji to stomp on his obliterated face, further <laughs> Which obliterating is like, it. His face was kind of messed up before the entire top half of his body was exploded. <laughs> so, it's like, yeah, if there, you there watch, of- I, I wish I had the dedication to rip an animated GIF from this DVD, but it's such a pain in the butt that I don't want to. The, the... Three seconds of repeated animation of the evil king getting his face pounded in is horrifying. <laughs> it really, you know, like, I, I don't think I've ever seen a scarier sight. Um, like, it actually kind of makes you go back and think, wow, I'm really grateful that the TV show was so old and so poorly funded because, <laughs> you know, the white blood and the terrible animation really lessens the impact of like these are the cruelest possible ways to die. <laughs> but some might argue that if your martial art is holding a sword and being fired out of a cannon, you had it coming. <laughs> yeah, that's a uh, You're probably not really too concerned about your face anyway, cuz I don't care what kind of helmet you wear, you're going to get messed up. Also, if your martial art is tank, that's not going to fly. You deserve to get your face blown up. Well, you don't even get this, the best part about the tank one is that he like he punches the dude while he's still in the tank. Yeah, he just like he kicks the front of the tank enough times to like bend the window open enough for his fist. It's God. I love that in the third episode of the new series when the sniveling underling, who Seiji, the big bad guy, has he's activated a pressure point on him that in standard fashion is going to make his head pop off um he and then activates another pressure point that's like puts it on pause and then every day he's got to keep hitting that pressure point to keep this guy alive it's his way of keeping the guy in his thrall so they finally defeat the rebels 
So the guy's like, hey, maybe now you want to turn that thing off. And he does. And he, the guy's so happy. He's jumping around. He's happy. He doesn't have a death sentence on him anymore. And then Kenshiro's finger comes through the door and pokes him in the head. And then there's this big hole in the door. And then in one frame of animation, Kenshiro has swung his fist down and exploded the door out. That's another <laughs> gift that needs to be ripped because that is important. It's important. That needs to be maintained. Published we as are many curators the of the internet. <laughs> For all the people making gifts out there, like how does? Wouldn't the fist of the North Star? I mean, I guess it's the same thing with like you had to go out and make the big O gif. You would yeah. think that someone would have seen that and just known. I know. I mean, the same GIF. thing with with the Wicked City gif, where he fires the gun and blows through the concrete wall <laughs> behind him. That gift doesn't exist on the internet. Come on, guys. Or the part where the lady's cooter turns into a, a monster mouth. That probably <laughs> is on the internet, actually. I think I've seen that. Yeah. One. I would say between the two, it's easy to know which of those would be featured on the internet. <laughs> which of them probably has a, a whole shrine devoted to it, maybe. It's like this is the spider vagina lady from Wicked City Internet Web Shrine on GeoCities. I love her. It's got the rotating flaming skulls too. <laughs> nice. Classic GeoCities. Classic. The green radioactive symbol background tile. Yeah. <laughs> oh god. It, that should be made illegal. Like any sort of tiled background. Any background at all really that isn't just I'm like actually, a flat color. Every time I look at one of those websites, I am shocked at how far the internet has come in such a little time. Like, you know, because those websites, basically the internet came around in like 1997 was when it really took off. And it's, you know, in a decade, it's developed rather quickly. Well, we've made pretty good progress from the primordial ooze that we crawled out of. Like... You wouldn't go up to a bacteria 10 years after the world had been formed and be like, what's up? Why are you still practicing asexual reproduction? What's up with the single-cell organisms? So comparatively, we are now at a point where 10 years ago, we were that single-cell organism, and now we are a whole colony of monkeys devoted entirely to flinging our feces at each other. <laughs> That's progress. And in yeah. 10 more years, we might banned into groups that specifically only threw the feces at other groups. Wait, you mean we're not doing that right now? I thought that's what No, no, I was. think it's still sort of a monkey poop free-for-all. <laughs> the war of all against all? Yeah, pretty much. Whatever that is. Come on, Dave. Read your Enlightenment philosophers. Oh, really? I was kind of hoping it was from Fist of the North Star. <laughs> well, that's kind of what Fist of the North Star is about. Without society or the social contract, it's the war of all against all. The social really contract? The, <laughs> well, it, I mean, it really amounts to, uh, you know, the war of all against all against Kenshiro. Because when he yeah. shows up... He's sort of his own side. Over. He's like the, the part thinking, off to the side in the Venn diagram. I was just thinking about, like, the, the whole nuclear arms thing. It's like, really? You're upset about nuclear arms? You make people's faces explode. Yeah, but they can't do that en masse. What do you think? Like, he killed he's probably killed thousands of people. Yeah, but they can't kill they can't make a million people's faces explode at the same time and simultaneously ruin the landscape. 
I guess that's true. It is an ineffective martial art against trees. Oh, not wait, it's not. Because you can cut anyone. down trees. He can cut down buildings. That's he doesn't he even does. have to try that hard with the buildings, really. <laughs> yeah, I guess they are pretty tore up. <laughs> yeah. Dilapidated as they are, I think you or I would have a much more difficult time. <laughs> I don't know. I've been practicing with Legos. Yeah. Spend hours building Lego towers as tall as I am, and then I punch them over. And you say, well, if they fall on you... See, that's, that's another thing. You have to not only be able to knock them over, you they have to fall on you in a way that does not harm you and also knocks all the mud off your body. <laughs> that's what we call the Hokuto shower. It's like, oh, <laughs> that's man. That's how in, it gets clean. I woke up late from my mud bath, and I got to make it to work on time. What am I going to do? I'll just knock this building down on top of myself while I'm on my way to killing those bandits. Drop a skyscraper work. on your head. Also, if you do it while you're killing the bandits, that's a two for one. Very efficient. That's what Kenshiro prides himself on. He's not a man that likes to waste time. <laughs> oh, man. You know what is also really funny about the Fist of the North Star? It's about the Big Dipper. That is the North Star. Yeah. The Big Freaking Dipper. It's not even Orion. I know. It's like the least tough constellation ever. It, it has the bear constellation in it. I guess. Bears are kind of scary. A bear that is also a burning ball of magma larger than almost any of us. It's almost larger than we could imagine. It's also not made of magma, but that's fine. Um, <laughs> that's really scary. Imagine if there was a magma bear that was millions of miles wide. <laughs> That's pretty scary. I wouldn't I want to mess with that bear. I, I wouldn't want to even know that bear. Yeah. Have you? I mean, I, there's a GIF out there that shows the orders of magnitude in the universe. I know it starts with like Mercury and sort of works its way up. It is shocking to see just how tiny our little corner of the galaxy is. And not only just the galaxy, but just the universe in general. There are stars that would consume more than our solar system. <laughs> just like That's... that big old flaming bear star. Indeed. We're going to wrap this up? Yeah, why not? For the final time, I guess, until at least situations resolved. Don't think of this as a goodbye, but merely a see you later. But, uh, Many a day, I um, I planned what music I would use to outro Fast Karate of the Gentleman if we ever went our separate ways. And that song I picked was the ending song from Black Heaven. Nice. So rock out a little and remember our good times together. And uh, this will catch you on the flip side.
clap, clapping. Hello. Uh, yeah. Okay. One, two, three. That was a very soft clap on your end. Well, it was a snap. I was moving the mic when he started to count. <laughs> I was like, do you want to clap it again? Yeah, let's clap again. All right. One, two, three.